Do you have a group chat where you continuously talk about summer getaways but never actually go anywhere? With Priceline, you can save up to 60% on your favorite hotels and also get amazing deals on rental cars and flights. And you can do it all from your phone. So stop texting and start planning. It's time to get more out of your summer. And you know, when you save more, you can do more. More adventures with friends, more unbelievable views, more walks on the beach, more unforgettable moments. Priceline knows every trip is a big deal. So tell your friends you found a great deal on the Priceline app and take your plans out of the chat and onto the road. So remember, when you're ready to book your next trip, check out Priceline.com for the easiest way for you to get more out of your next summer getaway. It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? You're very faint. I can't hear you. Who is this? It's the same person. Dana that called you. Oh. oh, Dana. Hi. I, th- I thought we were going to Skype you in at 4.15. Yeah, but I, your Skype thing didn't come up on my Skype. Well, I have Usually, you. Usually, it appears as a thing saying so-and-so wants to be your friend, in effect. Yeah, it. And it uh, didn't show up when you did it. I don't know. It's it's it's. So I got no way of responding. To it's WMNH. Oh, it shows up on our end. Uh, hmm. it, it it has you listed as one of our con our uh, contacts. Well, We're- I also tried to call the radio state station Skype. Is that it? WMNH. Yes. WMNH Radio is uh, our Skype. WMNH Radio with a space in between. Well, nothing happened when I called it. Hmm? You know, I, I let it ring a few times. Well, I mean, we got you on now. So. Try it again. Try it right now. See, this is really terrible because I cannot hear you. This happened yesterday. I could not hear what you were saying. It was like you were. <sighs> Can you call him? Is, is he high right now? Um, that's where it is. He now. could be. <laughs> well, do you want me to? Is Evan there? Do you, do what did you just say? Do you is want, Evan you with you? What? No, Evan. Do you want me to try? I'll try skyping you right now and let's see what happens. Yeah. Here. Okay. Hey. All right, hang, hang up, and I'll Skype you. You go. Is he high right now? He's always high. Me too, though. He was the, He's like the founding father of a marijuana liberation. He's been put in jail and everything. He goes back to the 60s with it. They tried to levitate the Pentagon back in 1967. So we're connecting with him on Skype. Dana, is that you? Hello. Yeah, that's yeah. good. There we go, there we go. Can you hear us? Oh, yeah, they, you for a minute there you were really distorting, but now you're normal. Okay, Dana, every, the, the, we have a young uh, guy here, uh, Christian Lacrosse. He's a, a DJ. He, Pause. He wants Pause. to know if you're high. Excuse me. Excuse me. No, uh, we'll get to that after. All right. Just an aside. John. John. My last I'm name well, is Lacrosse. I'm pretty normal, actually. I'm the way I. Oh, normally I always am. think of it as look. Well, okay, so uh, so we're we're a little bit early with I have you, dyslexia. Dana. But uh, but that's cool. So. Uh, uh, 
Dana Beal joins us. He is a, I, I referred to you online, uh, sir, as a legendary uh, cannabis activist and uh, looking forward to talking with you uh, a lot about that. Uh, John Hopwood, of course, uh, shared with me the fantastic write-up you got in the New York Times. Congratulations on that. I definitely well, should have read that before he came on the show. There was controversy. You know, there's professional <laughs> jealousy in academia, and it's actually in the pot world. There's a lot of professional jealousy and people like uh, who could promote each other and the thing would get much further along end up not liking something about somebody somebody's style or something. And they just try to trip them up at every every step. There's but, a lot of feuds. Ooh. Yeah, but what, what, what did it end up happening? Um, like radio. I, <laughs> I brought the Ibogaine on kind of into the consciousness of the drug legalization movement, which was about pot, mm -hmm. largely, in 1990, roughly. And um, they were promoting hemp, you know, uh, food, fuel, and fiber, Jack Herrera had a book called The Emperor Wears No Clothes. And people basically said, that, you know, this has nothing to do with pot. Now, um, you know, the very situation that, like, I foretold is once again coming to pass. You have a senator named Gene Shaheen. Yes. Who will not sign on to the Moore Act. Claiming that, you know, somehow if we arrest people for pot, they'll persuade their friends who are um, opiate users to quit. That's well, that's really what she's saying, saying that, like, you know, in some way, marijuana leads. Now, actually, it's a gateway drug. They, we, we she have, thinks it's a gateway drug, which is not true. Right. right. We, we have statistics in that show that states that. Legalized it. Legalized medical marijuana and made it readily available, cut their opiate use 20%. Like Colorado. Absolutely. And that's what we were saying. William Burroughs yeah. said this in Naked Lunch. Back in it's 1959. Old. <laughs> you know, it's old, right? But even though it's, uh, you know, a dusty relic of the old myth. H-O-A-R-Y. And unfortunately... The obvious truth doesn't convince Jean Shane. So how do we get her to vote? We Can should ask. We dose her with Ibogaine. I said, well, <laughs> challenge them and say, if you're really sincere about, you know, cutting the opiate crisis in half, I mean, wouldn't you rather have half an opiate crisis than a full-blown opiate crisis? We should, uh, Dana, we should, we should take a moment. We, we, suddenly, suddenly dwindled to half. Wouldn't that be better? Dana, we should uh, take a moment and just clarify for people because you referred to the Moore Act. So what yeah. that what the Moore Act is supposed to do is, um, and just a little quick information here, the Moore Act, which was sponsored in the Senate uh, by, uh, at that time, candidate, uh, vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris, would remove cannabis from scheduling and, because it's currently on Schedule 1, it should be descheduled, uh, and it would expunge and seal previous nonviolent federal cannabis-related arrests and convictions for those who are not uh, currently serving their sentences. So that's, that's a little bit of, of what the Moore Act would do that, that Gene Shaheen will not support, as you pointed out. 
Yeah, and it's just, you know, see, the problem is Donald Trump says he will sign that bill. But he's not president. Joe Biden does not. <laughs> yeah. The way, I followed is, uh, Hillary Clinton around in 2016 with a 56-foot joint <laughs> all over the East Coast, all the way out to Las Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah. Trying to get her to at least talk to us so she would do a press conference with that little girl with the seizures and a couple of vets with chronic yes, pain. Yes, yes. I know the little girl that you're talking about. I know who you're uh, talking about. Yep. Right. So she would not meet with us and she lost. Yeah. And the idea that marijuana should remain scheduled two, that's the schedule for meth. But you also believe that marijuana, a lot of marijuana people vote for Gary Marijuana Johnson. is yeah. You do. They're really mm-hmm. active Not that you're. substance known to man. It has no LD50. You can't die from it. It, it is really great anti-inflammatory. Oh, there's a lot of uh, medicinal uses for it. Absolutely. The thing that was absolutely unique, because they would say, well, take a Prozac or take a Vicodin. No, it does this third thing. It actually stops the inflammation in your bowel. If you have Crohn's or if you have HIV, mm-hmm. you know, that inflammation is what kills people. And if you can stop it by eating a brownie, it's a lifesaver. Yeah. So there, there are situations where nothing else works as good as pot for medicine. But that's not the real argument. The real argument is that it people deserve to have a healthful alternative to alcohol and cigarettes, which are mm-hmm. taxed drugs. And prescription drugs. No, they're not just prescription. Well, they're selling these and they're saying, actually, this fun. stuff is mm. so bad. <laughs> this stuff will kill you. And because of that, we're putting a tax stamp on it and we're going to collect a sin Since tax. Since 1935. Yeah. Try to keep you from using it. So we come along with this stuff that doesn't kill anybody. It probably prolongs life about four years, right? It has all kinds of good effects when you get to be old, like being able to sleep at night. Um, And it's harm reduction. Mm -hmm. For every single thing it replaces, it is a more benign alternative. You see, that's not the point. The point is I'm offended by it's not a destructive drug saying that this has something to do with all with this opiate crisis which is real and we have something that we've given our lives i've spent 40 years making this known to people of the world you see the reason that i was really like recognized finally as a marijuana leader was the worldwide marijuana march Mm -hmm. and that was because rudolph giuliani (laughs) <laughs> banned our annual pot parade in New York City that had been going on for 26 right. years. Mark, I, you, Mark, I my know. friend Mark Stern used to be at March. In it. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the point is. I smoked um, pot with Mark at BU. <laughs> it it, it uh, was not suppressed. And in fact, we went out to all these other marijuana organizations around the world and said, let's make this an international day of protest. Ooh. Of the marijuana laws. And we ended up being, I think, at the top uh, limit, about 312 cities coming out on the same day. Oh, wow. We had had 100,000 people in in London. We had uh, 40,000 people. We still have people in Buenos Aires, right? It still exists. It's just that I went to prison. 
for pot. And so there was nobody to coordinate it. But through this, because I wasn't that happy with um, the mainstream legalizers, always trying to like basically push a heroin legalization as a priority over uh, things like Ibogaine. Yeah. Uh, Ibogaine treats I heroin used, addiction. I yeah. used I used uh, the uh, Worldwide March as a platform to deliver this additional chip of information to marijuana activists everywhere that there is this stuff and you know there's a lot of medical addicts people who were put on Vicodin by their doctor and now they can't stop Look at Rush Limbaugh. addiction is yeah. a worldwide problem and most people don't know that there's twice as much meth addiction in the world as there is opiate addiction well, Dana, let, let me interject and on that. It works better for meth than it does for opiates. Let me, like I, I, I want to just interject for a, a moment on, on one uh, thing, Dana, that, um, you know, you had mentioned the, the, the opioid crisis or opiate crisis, something that's been a topic of conversation on this show a lot. And we've, we've brought some people on who've discussed this with us is, is kind of refuting the idea that there is an opioid crisis because that's kind of a buzz phrase that politicians like to use, but there's really a fentanyl crisis because this idea that oh, yeah. th this idea that people are, are abusing yes, opiates is, is kind of a, a people farce. aren't abusing prescription opiates. Right. Exactly. That's the numbers. Bogus. Right. The numbers are but very it, small. It's it's. But the thing about the uh, fentanyl is it's very uh, tricky to detox from because fentanyl messes with the heart. It's like one of those drugs like methadone or hydrochloroquine. Yeah that mess with the heart. And so you got to like detox them, um, give them a regular short acting opiate for a few weeks before you can even treat them with Ibogaine, which also is a challenge to the heart. So you got to really, really monitor it and do it in a medically supported um, clinic. And that that's our main thing right now. In New York, we just got, found out our bill is going to go to, go to, um, the um, uh, assembly. We've got to get some people in the Senate. You're talking about the New York State Assembly. A therapeutic yeah. psychedelic research center that will actually administer different psychedelic drugs to people for oh. you know stuff that indicates that they would probably do well. You know, like somebody with suicidal depression probably needs some magic mushrooms. Let's remember somebody with heroin addiction definitely needs some ibogaine. And Timothy, we Leary. Stuff. Timothy Leary was at Harvard with the man, the man who became Ram Das, and they were using LSD to uh, treat alcoholism. Alcoholics. Really? Oh, that's all that, all that research that, was. The reason that it got <sighs> shut down yeah. by the reactionaries, by the Trumpoid wing of the prison industrial complex. They were said they were afraid. Mm. This stuff. This stuff is going to put us out of business. Right. That's another thing we talk about a lot on the show is, you know, is and in a broader context, the war on drugs. The, the, if, if, oh, we, yeah, yeah. if we stopped locking up people, nonviolent uh, drug offenders, quote unquote, uh, you know, the prison industrial complex would go out of business. The states are well, uh, they use drugs, the states to get federal money. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it comes up here to New Hampshire, every little community gets its chunk. And then New Manchester, where we are, which has the brunt of the problem, <laughs> gets so little. Yeah. But it's just because it's a scam. You know, we're using the Warren drugs to have Uncle Sugar rain some more money on, on. so we can buy uh, police equipment and, yeah. you know, what do you call bear cats and stuff like Hold that. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. yeah now. Wait, uh, uh, Chris, Christian, you're has saying state owned prisons, correct? No, where he's talking about private prisons. Pri- pri- okay, pri- good. I was about to say, because the majority of... Arizona and places are private prisons. Private prisons are a joke. I'm talking yeah. about the people in the system. Because I was crime in Crime makes money for a lot of people. No, yeah. I'm talking about the people yeah. who work there. Not just the criminals. I made, made money for me. Have, I worked at a halfway house. I get that. That's right, yeah. They, they, they have a belief system. Uh, they're very heavily into the 12-step. Uh, they do not believe that people should use substances at all. Oh, uh, yeah. they're, they're total 100% abstinence from everything. Um, it, it, it's a little bit, you know, they're a little bit one-sided, shall we say. And when they encountered um, these people doing LSD, they, they said this will cure alcoholism. But the people running um, the... Um, the drying out AA, clinics. <laughs> no, the AA people said LSD is a drug. You can't be giving drugs, and they were they stopped Bill uh, Rehab from industry. talking about LSD. Huge. Right? Yeah. He was four, by the way. But right now we have you a situation where we, we had a, a ibogaine program at the at NIDA, and it was abandoned not because of any health concerns, but because they put the box in charge of the hen house. They put Rick at Bankheiser, the maker of Suboxone, on oh, the geez, clinic yeah. or on the panel that decided the fate of Ibogaine. Suboxone, is, that's what they use. Is that for heroin They addiction? use that. Yeah, they're using that in here oh, in New Hampshire. The, at the methadone oh, clinics, right? The See, pharmaceutical industry there, wants to control it. He's yeah. a very nice guy. His name was Curtis Wright, and he was a... Uh, you know, I was picture. He's a smiling, a hippie-looking guy. I know he had a Star Trek pin, right? <laughs> so he was a good guy, and he was the one who said, told him it would be cool to let the genie of OxyContin out of the bottle. But then at the same time, he advised they not develop ibogaine, which I thought was um, not good advice. And... Instead, simply pursue Suboxone. Well, now all these people who were on Oxys and they were on fentanyl are going to have, or they're having to go on Suboxone. And Suboxone is like the only approved because methadone has a heart problem. Okay. And the problem is there's a lot of people for whom Suboxone is not strong enough. So these people... Back in that, that situation of having to do um, something because they have opiate craving greater than you know a certain coefficient, so um, that's about forty percent of people who I guess I'll have to keep them on methadone oh unless they can be treated with ibogaine. We're actually working on a protocol with ICERs in. Spain right now to detox people for methadone using ibogaine. Well, yeah, because of the people who who go on uh, the methadone they they stay on it for indefinitely in some cases, right? 
Well, yeah, but the thing about the the, the buprenorphine-based stuff, which is what um, Suboxone is, is that buprenorphine turns into a blocker when you get to be more than 35 milligrams, which is very inconvenient. And it also, the same molecule is from a substance called femane, which is like morphine. It's one of the alkaloids in uh, the poppy. And thebane has a 200-fold greater affinity for the receptor. So you remember the thing where they shoot the guy up in the heart and he sits up? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? That stuff is a blocker that seizes onto the opiate receptors without being an analgesic itself. So it doesn't slow down the heart too much. Yeah. Um- John, what were you just showing? Because I, 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 you know, it was uh, like uh, oh, wait yeah, a minute, Dan- Dana. Doesn't work because of the um. Yeah, go on. We're we uh, just I uh, looked up Suboxone and I found out that Reckett uh, Be- uh, Benkiser, who makes it, had to pay one point four billion dollar uh, no, to Nixon settle a case for Nixon, you know pushing uh, this drug Trump, illegally. Trump let them off with six hundred million. Oh, you mean they? Because uh, it was supposed to be a one point four billion. Yeah, they billion. Tough and they got eight hundred million, re, 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 you know, taken off the fine. Right. Once, far, once again, the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want to talk about ibogaine because it's got its own patented medicine that it's going to sell no, to New Hampshire only and everyone one, else. But the thing is, okay. what's really terrible, and people don't understand this, and imagine the only thing mm. you could drink was Coca Cola, and that was it. There were no other soft drinks. Root beer. Ginger ale, get out of here. You only get Coca-Cola. And and actually, you're kind of un-American, and you're kind of like making a um, ruckus in here, so we're going to have security escort you to the door. I drink more. That's the attitude, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and it's like this is the only thing you can when get. You're old, you it's so it. terrible because they're not <laughs> Sorry, doing John, a I don't drink cough syrup. Men, and it doesn't work. It, it only works at one in eight people, but they want that to be the only treatment for meth. And Ibogaine is better for meth than it is for opiates. So why, uh, Dana, I, I've never um, heard of until, you know, until uh, John started sending me information about you and, and your activism. I'd never heard of Ibogaine before. I, I I know nothing about it other than what you've shared with us. Is that because is the pharmaceutical industry actively trying no, to suppress it? What's Can't that? be patented. In other words, there's oh. NIDA is a small little research entity, and then there's this huge federal bureaucracy called SAMHSA that actually delivers all the drug treatment, and no. they're in oh. the middle of a massive rollout under Biden to complete getting Suboxone to every single corner of the United States. This was talked about on some of your shows. Listen to this. They they put a provision in that bill that legalized psilocybin. Right. Finally. uh, in, In Oregon. Yeah. Or maybe it was the other companion bill. But anyway, what it did was it took the money that they built up from the taxes on pot and dedicated that money to spending it on Suboxone. What? In other words, they had Ibogaine. 
They could have put ibogaine in the bill along with psilocybin. It didn't happen. Pharmaceutical lobbyists, they mm. pass out no, the cash. It was, it, was, it was a guy named um, Graham Boyd. And he's an actual guy who's a friend of uh, Ethan Nadelman. And these guys are at the top of the hierarchy at the Drug Policy Alliance. And, you know, they have a strategy and they have a, a plan. And the, you know, if you've been following the thing with Carl Hart and the controversy with the book that he came out where he said that recreational use of opiates is all right and shouldn't be stigmatized, then you see that why there is nobody is talking about Ibogaine because you have people attacking it as unsafe because all the people working on the rollout of Suboxone, which is a whole damn country, Carl Hart's AstraZeneca discussion of it. They're not going to tell you there even is an alternative to this drug they're putting you on for the rest of your life because maybe you wouldn't go along with a rollout. Um, You it is against the status quo drug oh, that, you know, like hard. I said, you, you, the only thing you can order here is Coke, right? No Pepsi. No Pepsi then. Right. Let me sh- shot in the morning. Oh, just like in Saturday Night Live at the Greek uh, uh, diner. Yeah. No Coke, Pepsi. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like the uh, RC Cola myself. Uh, we're talking with... Excuse um, me, I meant to... Uh, <laughs> is Carl, I, I know about Carl Hard, is AstraZeneca, but this is Carl Hard, a Columbia professor. Oh, okay. An African-American right. who, who has taken opiates, and ha- he's been a heroin user. So we're talking with uh, Dana Beal, who's uh, uh, an well, activist. That's a message, too. That's what you have to understand. It's hard to, uh, when they decided they're going to, um, you know, uh, cover that as the story about drugs this month, it's hard to get a discussion going about an alternative. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me just, uh, Dana, just uh, let me just give the uh, number in case anyone has a call for a uh, question, rather. Uh, 603-250-6007. If you have any questions or uh, comments or input for our guest, Dana Beal, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton. Or uh, shoot me an email, matt at mattconnerton.com. But uh, we are talking with uh, Dana Beal, who is, um, I I see you referred to online as a yippie. What exactly is a yippie, Dana? Well, yippies were basically just hippies who'd been beaten up by the cops. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) At anti-war demonstrations. Gotcha. Did Abby Ho- did you were you with Abby Hoffman found it? We stopped the war in Vietnam. Yes. Well, there you go. It would probably be going on like our wars. Something was a follow-on and within a year or two we'd started these gigantic marijuana marches. Yeah. And that led to, you know, the whole high time scene and then um after the founder of High Times um committed suicide, uh there was a st- kind of a series of events where they tried to promote heroin chic. This is the same as, you know, today uh, with Carl Hart. And we said, no, wait a minute. We did these protests against the CIA dealing heroin. 
and heroin is not cool. It's not the same as pot. Right. Um, you're not going to be able to just do this and necessarily not become addicted. And, you know, uh, it, it, it is not the same as Coke is what we said. It's not even the same as Coke. It's, it's like much, you have a much, uh, bigger problem with uh, addiction liability with heroin than you do with cocaine. Mm -hmm. People can do a little bit of coke from time to time and not really uh, develop great craving for it. Um, I, for instance, during the period of time in the 70s when coke was everywhere, I had a simple strategy. I wouldn't pay for it. So I got very little. Right. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Dan, can I just ask Dan a quick yeah. question about the yippies? Ba- in 1968, Dana, did you vote for Pegasus? Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. No, I was actually in Canada at the, at, at the time. I got oh. back in 69. What's, you didn't vote for Pegasus? What is Pegasus? You've never heard of Pegasus? Is it like a Pegasus with a pig's head? You could have maybe written Pegasus in. It was a large uh, well, you know, the pig was, that the, 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 Abby, Abby the yippies were nominated for president. Oh. They were sensitive to the charge that they helped Richard Nixon get in, which was a nightmare. I don't know. I might have voted for Pegasus this time. <laughs> and so they didn't want a third party pay, actual vote for a pig. Because <laughs> oh, they're pigs. Because nobody would actually vote for the pig, but that, you know, they were making a statement about the system. Well, we need I've to... seen people vote for Mickey Mouse. Uh, you know, I, I had a recon on my election. You wouldn't, you'd be surprised that fictional characters are, are uh, popular, you know, as uh, write ins. I think we need to revive uh, Pegasus. I like the idea. I wonder if he, like, he can't be still well, alive. Oh. Surfaced again, I think, in about 2003. We were trying to get speaking gigs as yippies. <laughs> Stewie Albert had uh, hepatitis C, ultimately. Saved him from becoming a pork chop. He was like, there weren't any of the original people left except Fast. Well, no, that's not true. You're the last Krasner, yippie? Krasner died relatively recently. And Krasner yeah, that's right. Paul the, Krasner uh, come. Reason. He came up with the um, guy that we uh, showed that I, Ibogaine works for Parkinson's disease on. Oh, wow. Patient. Yeah, Ibogaine oh. regenerates dopamine neurons so that, you know, it works for Parkinson's like the same way it works for crystal meth. In fact, crystal meth craving is related to Parkinson's because eventually, if you're in that deficit, you get a Parkinsonian type effect called Parkinsonianism. Yes. From meth, from just doing meth. It also gave Dennis Perone a stroke, right, by the way. You know, so it's really, really bad meth. We're trying to do something about it. And um, the main thing I could say is, you know, the people in the audience, if you get a hold of Gene Shaheen, mm-hmm. urge her to, you know, sign on to Rick Doblin's letter um, to Eric Garland and. Who's the uh, U.S. Biden. attorney? general asking how 
a drug that has zero abuse potential according to Curtis Wright. Remember, I was talking about Curtis Wright. Mm-hmm. Be in the same schedule with a Schedule One drug. Because <clears throat> Schedule One drugs, by definition, you know, it's like crack and crack spots. You understand? There's a drug traffic. It's out of control. They're taking over the streets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's Schedule One. Yeah, Ibogaine is people don't even like to take it again. It's like gives you car sickness. It's it's the same as overdosing on cannabis. Okay, okay. So there's no. I've never never overdosed on cannabis. cannabis. So you can overdose on cannabis. (laughs) Yeah, you still can. I just pass. My dream. Big hit from the dab. You'll be sorry. You won't be able to like get into a car for two hours without like puking. This is like Tommy Chong. No, 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 no. I want to go down a road real quick. Yes. What doesn't make it a gateway drug if you can overdose on it? Oh come on! No, it's no. Not, it's stop, somebody a gateway stop. I know. drug to heroin. I don't care. I want to know heroin. I want to know the term you're using. What doesn't make right. it? Listen, I'm not I, against I, weed. But I want to know what doesn't make it a lethal drug if you can overdose on it. A oh, lethal drug. The only reason that it was in any way. It, it does give you breasts. Um, are you talking about ibogaine or pot now? Pot. You said we can. You can overdose on pot. Yeah, you can't. But only in like a dab. You gotta like take a concentrate. Or edibles. Or edibles. Okay. I can assure you. Oh, I can assure you. Yeah. I've never overdosed on a dab. But okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think I understand. I, I think I understand oh, yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. When when Mark made those cookies, he, he put too much. Uh, yeah, that was back 40 years ago. Oh, okay. God, was, we had to chew stuff down. So when so when we so just for clarification purposes, yeah, you, something so when, I teach in charge. So when we're talking about overdosing in this context, we're not talking about overdose where you die. Uh, we're talking about an overdose where you just uh, you get uh, in over your head and uh, you just wish that the physical symptoms would go away. Yes, yes. I can assure you, I have never overdosed <laughs> yeah. off a dab, but that's okay. But that does happen with edibles, absolutely. <laughs> Particularly if they're not baked right. Yeah. Yeah. Using cookie dough back in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> and, and terrible co- Colombian. Right, right. Now, D- Dana, as a, as a cannabis activist, are you? how do you feel about where we are in terms of obviously a lot of states have legalized here in New Hampshire, we can't quite get past decriminalization. But does that feel, does where we are now feel like progress to you or are you frustrated? Well, no, that- I, 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 um, uh, I'm not going to jail for pot. Right, right. But that's, could he hear? That's, no, it's that's, decrim. Uh, progress. Yeah, yeah. But obviously we have a long way to go. I mean, are I you are, on a list of people they didn't like? Are you <laughs> saying that, that that's an understatement? Are you optimistic that you know because I I have been saying well, I, I actually I'm really in a way really worried about one thing. Okay. I'm worried that Trump is actually running for re-election and that he, oh, he has is. a chance of winning because yeah. he has 40 million lemmings. Forty million, I, 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 seventy million. I, I, I think I think he's got about no, seven, no, seventy-five no, no, no. million, but only seventy percent. Oh, we just got a message. They were hash brownies back oh. in nineteen seventy. Other thirty percent of Republicans are not, um, and they may have voted for him because he was the only Republican on the ticket. Yeah, but they're not necessarily supporting him now. Now, I would like to see 
John, John Boehner run. Oh, he's I don't. A guy, he, he comes off. He, I've very, interviewed him. He's a really reasonable person. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather see John Huntsman. Well, but lot, he's disappeared. A lot of these people seem more reasonable than they did at one time, certainly. Um, but no, uh, no, yeah, he's too conservative Trump, for me. But Trump yeah, not running, a nut. But just remember, Trump is running as an avowed putschist. You know, when they talk about the insurrection, that was not an insurrection. To call it an insurrection dignifies it. It was a putsch. It was like 1923. Yeah. Some fucking off-duty army guys, some like uh, uh, unemployed policemen who decided to have a big march and try to seize uh, City Hall. Mm -hmm. right? With help Which from inside. Which is what Mussolini did, basically, in 1923. And all this stuff happened. There was a big wave. Schickelgruber. The man was big then, too. It was a big wave of kind of fascist uh groups and 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 uh, organizations that appeared in a bunch of countries at around the same time and different things happened but in germany unlike italy some cop shot the person next to hitler it was like what happened to uh, ashley bobbitt that's right the police fired on them right and, and, and it broke the spell right so that same thing happened and the nazis built a whole mythology around you know, the person who got shot and the flag that had the blood on it. And mm -hmm. it was all part That's of actually policing America. policy in a mall. They used yeah. to take over in 1933. But we know that if Trump gets back in, it's like Hitler getting in in 1933. It cannot be allowed to happen. Now, marijuana has a role to play in this. But I think that... It should be pointed out that I did go to Roger Stone because oh, I'm a friend of Randy Critico. <laughs> yeah. And I asked him to do something about Ibogaine, and he refused to talk to me. Now, when we took it to Chris Christie's the Opiate Commission, they refused to take testimony from our experts, Drs. Alper and Camlet. Yeah. Uh, they refused to even entertain Ibogaine, and they came out for Suboxone, the same. Yeah, which is being backed by a big pharma company that's getting fined. Well, it's the same as Biden. See, it's also the same as the Drug Policy Foundation. Yeah, they spread it's the money the around. The same as everybody, except this kind of renegade group that says, no, no, we want to we try the Ibogaine. <laughs> you know, right. uh, we're tired of this, it being only, only Pepsi, right? So, um... What you can do is, if you are in the sound of my voice, uh, get back to me. I'm at IDB1947 at Gmail. Those are my initials, Irvin Dana Beal. Okay. My first name is Irvin. Nobody knows. Oh, <laughs> we, got a, but, we got a scoop. <laughs> the point is, uh, 1947, I was born in 1947, and it's Gmail, so it's very simple. Yeah, yeah. And you can email me if you're interested in Ibogaine. If you want to do something about Gene Shaheen, mm -hmm. I we think want to we come up here. A movement to like you know do some demonstration or something outside Gene Shaheen's office in um, levitate her office. It's right. It's oh. right down from where we are. Let's talk about that. Levitate this, her office. How do, how does one levitate? Uh, how does one levitate the I Pentagon? I've got a guy who does street, <laughs> uh, street theater from Boston who will come up. Oh. 
All right. We need, uh, well, Guido we, Sarducci. Actually, we have our own uh, public protest expert right here in New Hampshire. Uh, his name is Dave Ridley, <laughs> and he should probably help us with this. He's yeah. supposedly. Oh, yeah, definitely. He could get one person to stand right in front of there. That's right. He and could play a, Abby Hoffman. Um, but let me ask you. I want to ask <laughs> and you. And a towel. I, call I, it good. I, I, I want to ask you this, Dana, because you Just talked about. Put a about, pot leaf towel and call it good on him. You, uh, <laughs> you talked about Trump earlier, and, and you did mention Joe Biden. And I just, I wonder, and by the way, I. You didn't vote. For, did you vote for Joe Biden? I did vote for Joe Biden. Oh, okay. But I'm a little bit. Well, you didn't but, vote for Hillary. I'm, I'm very. No, I voted for Gary Johnson uh, right. in 2016. But I'm. I'm very discouraged by, and by the way, I give Biden an A plus on pandemic response, but I give him an F so far on cannabis. I'm very discouraged that with the Biden administration, a lot of this progress that we've made is kind of coming to a halt. And I bet he on cannabis. No, no, no. He's, mm-hmm. only, he's not even a year on in yet. On Ibogaine. No. His Seems son like it. Took Ibogaine. Hunter took Ibogaine. Oh. If it was so good for him, why can't the rest of people get it? Right, right. That's a strong, um, because quote. it's not. I want to know. Doesn't get where he got that Why is it special one if it has no abuse potential? It has to have high abuse potential. But it's a psychedelic. Into the Hall of Fame to begin with. People are afraid yeah. of psychedelics. Yeah, I mean, I all I am. They're starting to use MDMA treats PTSD. I have PTSD. I know people that are being treated now. Uh, people there's have used ayahuasca article. and other stuff. There's a Time article that came out about a Navy SEAL who's now giving ibogaine to other Navy SEALs. In oh, yeah. Because they're, it's horrible. They're... You yeah. know what they have to do and what they've been through, and the memories. Are hor- well, you know, ibogaine helps you to reevaluate memories. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? and process memories, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> process and deal with them. Huh? It are enables you, you to join right now on the radio. <laughs> I hope not. Oh yeah, he wasn't on my show. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's legal. Yeah. It's legal in New York. Right. It's legal to yeah. sell too. It's full. Grow and it, it's, sell. it's fully legal in New York. Oh right? yeah, they just signed the bill, and you can you well, can actually it's smoke not, in public. It's not, they haven't promulgated the regulations. We're trying to um, introduce an oh, ordinance. Geez, get Elizabeth Roth on here and talk about a vacant city-owned property. <laughs> Played acupuncture. Uh, cooperatives huh. that would uh, like grow the weed and keep it out of the hands of big pharma. So big um, pharma is that is you know. Yeah, it's it's got its sights up in Canada and in the states. So Jenny is asking in the chat room, Dana, do you have any hope for a federal change on cannabis? Do you have any hope that uh... well, I think that if like Charles Schumer actually sends this bill, he went to the pot mark. Yeah, you're right. Bernie, Bernie Sanders like said he was going to sign an executive order Who said on January 21st if he became president. To order that the attorney general remove marijuana from Schedule One. Mm-hmm. Well, if he can do it with marijuana, which millions of people are partying with and you know thumbing their nose at the government at the same time, they can do it for this legitimate treatment for heroin and methamphetamine addiction, which actually doesn't have a lot of abuse potential, except that it microdoses it is good for Parkinson's patients. Yeah. 
And we got to keep those Parkinson's patients. Well, sick. We, we haven't legalized it here in New Hampshire with our 400 person citizen le- legislature that's supposed to be so close to the people. Well, uh, but they did they did pass it, but then uh, the governor, uh, our governor here, uh, how many times? Sununu uh, at least once vetoed it. Did, did Shaheen ever have to deal with it? I, no, they never got they I'm, never got close. I'm not sure. Under, under Hassan, they did, I think, right? And then she vetoed it? She vetoed it, too? I, I believe so. You she's, ought to go after Maggie. Ha- well, I think Maggie Hassan's not supporting this bill. She's, she's very pro-drug war, or she has been in the past. Today, I got, today I got uh, notification that uh, the bill that ACT UP, um, the AIDS Coalition, uh, is sponsoring with Linda Rosenthal, um, the chief of the substance abuse committee of the New York State Legislature um, is uh, been approved uh, for uh, assignment of a bill number. Oh, good! And at that point, it'll be listed, and uh, you know we can um, push it all all over the state of uh, New York, and it would create an ibogaine clinic right here in New York City. Without, so, yeah, uh, that would be a variation. Uh, with the federal status at that point. And we're going to like have the governor is going to have to like be enlisted uh, to negotiate on behalf of the state of New York because we want our Ibogaine. Ibogaine was invented here by Howard Lotsoff. Norma Lotsoff is still alive on um, Staten Island. She is an African-American lady. Well, it wasn't um, invented in New York, African from Africa. For, um, African yeah. rainforest cure for drug addiction. She's still alive. Yeah. And Big Pharma is ripped her off and, you know, is basically um, going <laughs> to make billions of dollars and she's going to get nothing unless we intervene. And we're going to intervene on that one because it's not right. Hmm. Um, by the way, uh, Melanie in the chat room was asking, uh, uh, did you say that methamphetamine doesn't have a lot of uh, abuse potential? No, methamphetamine is a terrible drug. Okay. Ibogaine doesn't have a lot of It's Ibogaine you were referring to. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, are you, I mean, is Ibogaine kind of your main focus now, or or are you still actively advocating? I'm about the fact that this guy can get his hands on ALD-52. And what Because we could use ALD-52 to deprogram uh, Trumpers. <laughs> I don't think there is any I don't, good luck. <laughs> no, we actually I uh, believe I have a syllabus and with ALD 52 we can bring back people back from uh, the rabbit hole with Q. Yeah, you think so? As, as, has it been used to uh to deprogram members of other cults? It could deprogram any cult. Wow. It's uh, really amazing psychedelic drug. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll maybe someday we'll get to test that out. I don't know, but, uh, but are you, are you frustrated? Are you discouraged with the Biden administration? Because they don't seem no, like, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, you can get stuff out of them if you push and you're disciplined. Yeah. If you get elected representatives and senators on board. Yeah. You know, I think we have a chance shot at getting Biden to actually deschedule live again. Which yep. would be huge because you got to understand in places like Afghanistan, the main thing that works against Ibogaine is the Schedule One drug in the United States. I mean, you can't exactly send a DEA agent into Afghanistan to bust a bunch of people. Right. Right. 
Yeah. We are about to start an Ibogaine clinic in Kabul. Oh, so wow, we're going to yeah. be able to like, like help people there. Uh, this is coming from South Africa, so it's not really seen as being a U.S. initiative. Okay. Um, and we're going to be able to help people in the most uh, the worst heroin spot in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you ever see the, the video? There's like 1,500 people living under this bridge smoking and injecting heroin. Where is Downtown. It? It's like a human cesspool. In Afghanistan? In Afghanistan? Yes, and wow. and right in the middle of Kabul. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah, and they cleared it out and put them in a army base somewhere. And the next morning, there were fifteen hundred more people. Wow! Jeez! Oh, that's right. All heroin came out of Iran and Afghanistan back in the sixties and seventies. Well, in Afghanistan, I mean, that's that's kind of their what their economy is based on, isn't it? What's well, opium? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we want to see if we can have a substitute crop substitution. And have them make that fine Afghani hash. Hmm. They can make more money off Af- Afghani hash. Opium is a drug on the market. And like a guy says, in these diamonds, everyone has diamonds. Diamonds are a drug on the market. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Dana, we are we're actually coming up at the uh, to the top of the hour, so. Uh, we'll begin to wrap up with you, but um, is w- what do we need to know? I'd I'd love for you to please give your email address again, and anything else we need to know as far as resources online. Uh, I don't know if you have a website you'd like us to know about, but just anything like that that we uh, that we should uh, know before we wrap up with you today. No, I, 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 I do put, do put stuff up on my uh, I think stories that are important. On my Facebook uh, in the morning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Okay, um, but you know I'm doing some stuff. Uh, uh, we got to, uh, you know, see if we can get Gene Shaheen to sign this letter. Absolutely, the senators to sign on to the letter. And I talked to Carol Carol Maloney, who's this, uh, a representative, and I've been in touch with uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Mm-hmm. Well, the House can- already passed it. Well, already not, passed I, about marijuana really no, no, I'm talking about the Ibogaine thing. Okay, well, Gene yeah. Jean is about mar- is opposed to, mar- to legalizing marijuana. We got to overthrow this suboxone monopoly, man. It's immoral. And basically, the people in Afghanistan cannot afford suboxone. The country is dirt poor. Mm-hmm. So they get nothing because it's got a bad name because it's Schedule One in the United States. Everybody's afraid of it. Like, ooh, I'm going to get busted. No, man, this stuff should be available now. It belongs to, to begin with. It, it's the birthright of every African American. It is the African drug. You know, from South America, you've got um, Yaje. You've got like ayahuasca, right? Which is basically like short-acting ibogaine, okay. not as not as focused. Not Ayahuasca as is short acting. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> How long no, does I begin work for? I begin last like longer than 24 hours now. Okay. You mean you're going to go on a vision quest longer than 24 hours? Yeah, that's why. Ayahuasca is heavy duty. Ayahuasca lasts about six hours. And, and you, know, you get some of the same stuff. You get nausea, you puke. You know. Yeah, like, now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, actually, it's class. Cannabis, ayahuasca, and ibogaine are kind of all in the same class. 
Well, there's ayahuasca, you know, there's the church, uh, churches where it's used as a sacrament. And Massachusetts is an Ibogaine ch- uh, uh, ch- church. Really? Yeah. I got to get a hold of the Ibogaine church in Massachusetts. I'll find out the information by next week. I'm going to mass tomorrow. I'll be in the area. Because people, people huh. need it. People, like you said, don't know. I don't know. do psychedelics. Right? Yeah. They don't Already know that crazy. it exists. <laughs> if people knew it existed and knew what it did, everything would change. Yeah. But the whole thing about Shaheen, we have to just refocus you. She's against marijuana. Right. You know, going beyond that, you know, if you talk psychedelic to her, God, she, God, she might drop her uh, dental plate. Might <laughs> pop out of her mouth. Ibogaine is about detoxification. Yeah, but. 41% of people who take it walk away from opiates for the rest of their life. You know that, and it's reason. But where does reason, you know, politics. Well, you know, isn't... the question is do you want to keep. You want to coddle the opiate crisis? You want to keep it around like a homeless person has crashed in your garage? Yeah, I think some of them do. Because you can get rid of it. You just have to bite the bullet and say, yeah, there's some interesting fireworks when people take this stuff. But we'll just kind of ignore the fact that they're tripping. I Because it gets them off the dope. But see, I think that you were right when we were talking about marijuana, that you're going to use marijuana uh, uh, nationwide to prevent... To prevent Donald Trump getting reelected, of course, the Ibogaine is going to be used to reprogram the Q people. You know, he's going to use that. There's a lot of like right wing pot people. You know, got to understand there are seventy yeah, really are. People South Dakota pot. Legal and the people yeah. from the Republican Party who are Such in favor of cop. pot are li- all libertarians, and everybody knows the libertarians are crazy. Well, Gary Johnson was high during one of his speeches, wasn't he? Was he? I did, I did vote we for. Were, uh, we were watching something. He was. It like he was high. Oh wow! Well, maybe he was. You yeah, for, you've forgotten because yeah. that was like four, that was five years ago. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I, there, I do. There was an MSNBC <laughs> appearance where I think yeah, he was. High, yeah, that but, was it. Yeah. By the way, I did just get an email from uh, Senator uh, Shaheen's office. Uh, they were scheduled for an interview, but she has to. She has to reschedule. She's having some uh, dental work done. <laughs> But uh, anyway, no, she goes on the morning show. Oh, oh God! Uh, all right. Well, listen, uh, Dana Beal. Thank you so much for joining us today, sir. And again, congratulations on that big New York Times write-up. That's very exciting. And well, I, now we have to we have to do similar, even bigger write-ups. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, now that you've been on this show, you get the big uh, Matt Connerton unleashed bump. Well, like, have people get in touch with me, man. Yeah, yeah. Give, uh, please, give, number is uh, 347-343-1791. You may remember that in 1791, they cut off the head of the king of France. Okay. And um, I was actually from that faction that said the U.S. Constitution should be amended in the case of Donald Trump for one time. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the guillotine. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, they did have one. They you get a, you know, but this would somehow override the provision where you can't really have a bill of attainder. <laughs> well, we're against capital well, punishment well, here. We, think, yeah. we actually might need a bill of attainder from time to time. I, uh, I just want to say, I, I just, I don't want to get myself in trouble. So I just want to publicly say, I, I personally am opposed uh, to putting uh, the former president in a, a, a guillotine. But uh, on that note, uh, all right, uh, Dana Beal. Oh, please, too. Uh, what give about your, in a gibbet? Uh, Maybe a gibbet. Phone number. 
347-343-1791. And what's your email again? IDB1947. Wonderful. All right, my friend. Uh, very nice to uh, speak with you today, and thank you so much for joining us. And you'll be on Norm uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh, very good. Very yeah, good. Just in touch. All right. All right, Daniel. Uh, find me that, like, um, I will. and email me back. And, uh, and when you're on Norm, Norm's a psychic. He can tell you the future of the legislation. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. Yes. You'll be able to learn if you have any uh, speeding tickets coming up. <laughs> okay. Very good. Take care, Dana. All, all right. Thanks, Dana. Okay. All right. There we go. Dana Beal. Wow. Big guy. No, he's a uh, man. I was reading up on him. He's a legend. But uh, yeah, I, I had never even heard of Ibogaine before, but uh, apparently you can do a lot with it. Well, my uh, friend Mark Stern, who's called in before, uh, well, he's called in my show and he probably called in your show when you used to have the public access show, says Ibogaine is this big thing now because Mark used to march with him with the yippies uh, to legalize marijuana oh. which at the time i never thought marijuana would ever get to this point right because right. of the irrationality of politicians yep. they're irrational and they use it these issues what if they didn't have the war on drugs they yeah. have to make something else up right <laughs> it's like true. thomas jefferson allegedly said if there was no god we'd have to make one up yeah, you because know, it, 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 it's such an effective uh, I didn't know. tool. I didn't know Jefferson had said that. That is a great. The, that's a great. Uh, they quote, use though. somebody probably against Jefferson because they always called him an atheist. Uh, his political points made it up, like many great I, quotes that turned out not I to know, be real. I, I know. I know of something else that is attributed to him that <laughs> it's not uh, real. Is okay. not necessarily real. Uh, well, let's. Uh, it is the top of the hour. Let's take a break. I'm going to play something, and then we'll show some love to our sponsors. And then, are you uh, sticking around? Sure. I'll uh, go find my grandson. All right. Yeah, Christian had a, a phone appointment he had to get to, Ooh. so ho hopefully he'll be back before the end of the show. But he had an important call uh, about some business. I hope that he doesn't he lock to... himself up. Um. Yeah, I'll message him. I'll make sure he has okay. a code to get into the building. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, so we will take a break. More Matt Connerton Unleashed coming up. Don't go away. June 23rd, 1972, the world of women's sports changed forever. Now, 50 years after Title IX became law, we're celebrating with a podcast dedicated to women's stories, where we'll examine and amplify women who changed the face of sports as we know it today. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls in women's sports with a Columbus connection. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.